Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Nuggets. Your daily podcast on the Denver Nuggets. Play. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. is in the building. Yeah. All right. Already the show goes on, on, night. Every morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the what is up everybody welcome to the locked on nuggets podcast part of the locked on nba network i'm your host adam Mares from denverstiffs.com the largest denver nuggets blog on the web <clears throat> check it out we actually have a lot of great stuff on there right now if you're a diehard Nuggets fan, you're going to want to check it out. We've got, obviously, our game recap of uh, this tremendous win over the tra- Trailblazers. We've also got roundtables. we got a, a play breakdown, kind of show you one of the Nuggets' pet plays to, to get Jamal Murray open. So if you're a diehard fan, check it out. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You'll get more than enough Denver Nuggets coverage and, and news and notes. This is an exciting one. <laughs> Nuggets, it feels like... Right when, right when it felt like it was time to abandon hope, and I'll be honest, I think the Mavericks game was the worst loss of the season. The Mavericks are a terrible team; they're missing guys. Right, right when they they, you know, they say the darkest hours right before the dawn. That's a Bob Dylan lyric for you. Uh, that's what it felt like with the Nuggets on Saturday. That was the darkest hour, and today was the dawn—a dawn of a new era, the era that. Denver Nuggets fans, myself included, have been begging for for a while, and that was a return of Nikola Jokic to the starting lineup, a return of Gary Harris back to full health, and then inserting Wilson Chandler as the power forward was just kind of icing on the cake, kind of going with a, a nice spread offense to start the game and provide a lot of space, and I think as a result, the Nuggets got off to one of their best starts that they have had all season. So let's get into it. First of all, Gary Harris back. It's funny because it's we're 26 games into the season. And coming into the year, I thought Gary Harris was one of the main storylines for me. Um, he had such a tremendous year last year. And I thought all of his advanced metrics that looked bad on him were the result of him being forced out of position. I was so excited for this year to be a year that he kind of steps onto the national stage. And, and people start to notice what a great on-ball defender he is. What a great cutter and shooter he is. And then the injuries happened. Happened in the preseason. He was never really in rhythm. Played a couple of games. Um, and then goes right back into the injury pit as uh, as Benjamin Stern, our, our, our animator at, at Denver Stiffs, uh, likes to say. The injury pit. He fell back into the injury pit. And was, to be honest, he was kind of forgotten. We we kind of focus on all the different things that have been going on with the Nuggets this season. Some of the injuries or, or, or some of just the weird rotations, missed shots, turnovers, all these issues. You kind of forget that Gary Harris is a big part of this team. He's not just a throwaway guy. He's a he's a real player 
And he's, uh, as Gordon Gross, who wrote the recap tonight for DenverStiffs.com, called him the glue. The glue defensively that holds the team together. And I think you saw that tonight. So, so great to have him back. I think, um, you know, Emmanuel Moutier has said that's his closest friend on the team and, and one of his allies, one of the guys that when he's on the court, I think Moutier just plays with more confidence and a little bit more um, just under control, a little bit more more loose. And I think you saw that tonight. He did, Moutier did have the four turnovers, but uh, I thought he had a pretty solid game for the minutes he played. And then Nikola Jokic. You guys obviously know my opinion. You've listened to this show before. If it's, if it's your first time, I think he's the guy on the Nuggets roster. Jamal Murray might take that spot from him before too long, but those guys are one, two. I think you build your team around Nikola, and, and him coming off the bench just didn't make sense. He goes into the starting lineup. He put on a highlight reel of passes in this game. Five assists, uh, and and they were assists of, of the Showtime variety, highlight variety. I didn't catch Center tonight, but I wouldn't – I mean, that had to have been the top play, or at least up there. I mean, if it's not the top play, then something's wrong. I thought it was interesting going with Wilson Chandler, and I got to say, I on paper, I actually didn't like Wilson Chandler starting. That's kind of the Nuggets' power punch, and my thought was that you would start Kenneth Freed because Jokic and, and Freed are such a good pairing, and then you go to Wilson Chandler maybe at the four- or five-minute mark. But I actually like, after having watched how the game unfolded and just watching what Malone decided to do, uh, I actually liked having it Wilson start this way. It actually, you know, the Nuggets could have had a nice lead early on. They ended up uh, having a couple turnovers that led to quick bu- buckets, and so they were only up, I think, two points when Kenneth Reed checked in. But then it was like the Nuggets going from their one of their best lineups, if not their best lineups, to another really great lineup that kind of took uh, took over the game. So let's get into it real quick. First of all, uh, let me tell you about our sponsor, which is SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets to the game you want to see up close and in person this year. There's nothing like being at the game for the biggest plays of the year. With SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the seats you want for a great value. SeatGeek has the best deals on every ticket in the house, wherever you want to sit, whether it's courtside, club seats, or upper level. I've got it on my phone. I've used it in the past. Fortunately, now I go to games with a credential, so I don't use it uh, nearly as often. But uh, with SeatGeek, you've always get the best deal on every ticket because they price compare for you by searching multiple ticket platforms. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find the lowest available price. And they want you to get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deal that fits your budget. So check it out. Best of all. Listeners of this show get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Here's what you do. Download the free app, SeatGeek app, onto your phone. Go to the Settings tab and click Add a Promo. And enter the promo code LONUGGETS, L-O as in locked on, LONUGGETS, and they'll send you a $20 rebate after you make your first purchase. Great idea for the holidays. You've only got a week now before Christmas. If you haven't bought tickets for a friend, relative, brother, sister, whatever, might be a good last-minute uh, idea, especially if you get that $20 rebate. Let's get into the details of this game because it's so much fun. I thought Gallo, you know, I've been critical of him lately because I don't think he's been very good over the last uh, 10, 15 games or so, and I didn't think he'd look very engaged. Tonight, he looked very focused, as focused as I've ever seen him. Knocked down his first couple of shots, but even on the defensive end, I thought he was uh, – 
he just looked aggressive and, and kind of in the zone right from the start. And I don't know if that had to do with Wilson starting alongside him, Gary Harris being back in the lineup. I think I think with Gallo, those things kind of matter. And, um, you know, he just obviously got off to a, a hot start. I thought that first unit, the starting unit, played good but not great. I thought the numbers were a little bit deceiving. Gallo hit a really tough shot. Gary Harris hit a not a it was a standstill three, but it was still kind of a forced three. Moutier hit a three that was really tough off the dribble, kind of falling to the side. You know, that's nine points that the Nuggets got that I think typically they'd probably hit one out of three of those. They hit all three of them, and so they're up. And, you know, the offense was flowing. Uh, the one thing about that starting lineup that I thought was really bad was the defensive rebounding. I thought the defense was uh, okay. Um, it, it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. Portland's a very good offensive uh, team, and they like to play fast pace. So this game, you know, I thought the defense was okay, but the defensive rebounding wasn't very good. And that's what's so interesting is the Nuggets are up two. They check Freed into the game, and, man, that Freed-Jokic combo was just so deadly. I mean, those two guys really do complement each other so well. Fareed does such a great job of staying out of the pain on offense and, and, and giving maintaining room to operate. And then just on both ends of the court, Fareed just attacks the glass viciously and kind of, I think Jokic is a really good box out guy. Fareed ends up going and, and grabbing a bunch of, you know, pursuing a bunch of rebounds. And it's just a great tandem. They took off. That was, you know, that was the, the story of the first half really was that stretch. He comes in and I think they're up 12 points before you, before you blink. And it, it, it was just great to see. I thought that rotation in the first quarter was just spot on. Malone was really doing a great job of, of pulling all the right strings at that point. And the second unit, um, you know, obviously loses some punch with Jokic not being there. Uh, but I still I still think that unit's going to come together a lot. Barton got got going in the second, and it was nice because he kind of he was the sixth man of the year last year uh, for the Denver Nuggets. And I think with Wilson starting, Barton kind of gets to take back that role of six-man scorer off the bench, kind of pushing the action. And it just worked. I mean, it, it, it just really, really, really worked. Malone did go with Freed at center. And in this game, it worked out. I think it's going to be one of those things where in, in half the games, it's either a, a small negative or a net zero. Uh, and then in a handful of other games, it's a big negative. Tonight was one of those small negative ones. Um, but, uh, it's an interesting choice and it brings up this dilemma. Obviously Nurkic, one stretch today, four and a half minutes. I thought he played okay in those minutes, but we talked on this podcast, um, last time about how the Nuggets have too many guys and I advocated if I was running the show to cut the rotation down to nine, nine players. Well, that's exactly what Malone did tonight. Um, his nine did not include... Darrell Arthur, which I think was a good choice. It did not include Yusef Nurkic, and he was kind of the casualty uh, of that. And I think the hard part about starting Wilson Chandler is that means Fareed comes in and plays four or five minutes with Jokic, and then if you would end up bringing Nurkic in if, if he's the play, he would come in at that point. But that Fareed-Nurkic combo has been so abysmal. Now, most of those minutes this year so far have included Emmanuel Moutier, I would like to see what that combo, the Fareed-Nurkic combo, does with, say, Jameer Nelson, Jamal Murray, and Will Barton, three guys that can space the court. I think it would be a little bit, I think it would be okay. But that was really the biggest complaint about the rotation, was just that Nurkic couldn't find minutes uh, in the lineup. And, 
you know, we'll see what happens. I think this game was a little bit atypical in a lot of ways. Um, but we'll see what happens going forward. But clearly, I think this is the starting group that they're going to stick with. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle the Knicks um, and and uh, Dallas going forward and see kind of kind of what changes and if Nurkic does find a spot in this rotation. Going into the second half, Nikola Jokic picked up right before the halftime. He picked up a, a silly foul. He did that Euro thing where you, you foul to prevent a fast break. And it was silly because that was his third foul and because the Nuggets had pretty decent floor balance. I mean, it would have been a transition shot opportunity, so it would have been a high-scoring opportunity for Portland, but Jokic just can't pick up three fouls there. That's just a killer because it really changed the rest of the game. I thought, you know, fortunately they were up so big at that point. I think they were up 15 points or something like that, but maybe 20 even. But Jokic picking up that third foul changed the rest of the game for Malone, for the rotation, and for for the Nuggets, so he, he's got to be a little bit smarter. I, I I think it's much ado about nothing. Jokic hasn't had foul trouble. Um, if you look at just his like fouls per game, he's rarely above three or four three. Uh, he's never really above five. You know, I don't know if he's fouled out more than two or three times over the last two years. So I don't think it's such a big deal. Tonight he got a couple of just kind of silly ones. I don't think it's going to be a trend, but. Tonight it did happen, and I thought it, it changed the rest of the game. Um, but the Nuggets were able to pull it out. Another another big thing is that you know Nurkic, uh, we, we talked about his minutes, Moutier's minutes, 21 minutes tonight, and I think that's the right call. I think 21, 22 minutes, uh, you know, obviously if he has it going, he, he, from a scoring perspective or an assist perspective, I think... You know, maybe he earns a close alongside Jameer Nelson, but I think this is going to take a lot of pressure off of him as a player. Not having, I mean, think about how there were some moments in this game in the fourth quarter where things kind of got tight and Jameer stepped up and hit a couple big shots. Uh, guys made some big plays. I think just it's going to take some pressure off Emmanuel Moutier knowing that, you know, the game's not going to come down to his mistakes. He gets to play those first three quarters a little bit carefree and not have to worry about you know, closing the game out or saving energy or any of that. So 22 minutes tonight for Moutier, I think it was a perfect rotation for him. It was a little bit weird that that Jameer Nelson played, I think, 16 minutes straight to close the game. I mean, he played a ton of minutes in that second half. But he hit some big shots. It didn't seem to affect him. I think, uh, you know, maybe you get Moutier in there for a, a short stretch in the, in the fourth just to let Jameer rest or something like that. But uh, overall, I think taking the burden off him is going to be a positive. Nuggets love having Wilson Chandler attack in isolation when he's playing power forward, especially when he gets matched up against a uh, big like Noah Vonley tonight. He uh, just has such a quickness advantage to him. Vonley's playing off him like eight feet, and he would kind of just give him the stutter step pull up, and there was nothing he could do about it. He's just too quick. Um, for most power, most true power forwards, and that's just a great mismatch. I think it puts Chandler in his comfort zone. He had some really nice buckets that that way tonight. I thought Gary Harris's driving looked really good tonight. In the off season, I mean, like I said, Gary Harris got injured the first first preseason game. He's, uh, I think, one of the things that this coaching staff was talking about was how his handle has improved and his ability to drive. That's a game changer for the Nuggets. I thought tonight he did a great job of getting past the first line of defense and scrambling the defense. Because if you think about an offensive possession, 
the point guard attacks the defense and gets them to react. Usually he doesn't get them to fully collapse, but he gets them to react. Then you swing the ball, and if typically Gary Harris won't be open on that first swing, but if he's able to get past the first line of defense that's already a half step out of position, now he's collapsing the defense, kick it out, swing the ball a few more times, and you got a wide open shot. And there's a couple plays tonight where that that's exactly what happened. Gary Harris caught the ball in a reversal, got two or three dribbles, got into the paint, and then was able to kick it out. Um, so it wasn't necessarily him making plays, although he did have a, a handful of assists tonight. What did he have? Six. He led the team. Um, but he'd had a lot of just great plays where he collapsed the defense and, and opened things up for other people. The Nuggets in general tonight, 15 assists on 26 made field goals is really good. And Gary Harris, six. Nikola Jokic, five. Emmanuel Moutier, four. And then you had three from Wilson, Gallo, and Jameer. That's just everybody kind of making plays. This is a very unselfish team when they go with rotation like this. There aren't there aren't any selfish guys that are looking or hunting for shots or isolations or anything like that. I thought uh, I thought this game, especially in the first half, I thought the Nuggets played with more joy than I had seen all year, and I think that was just. I always say that effort and attitude, those things are they're real. They're absolutely real and important. But more often than not, they're tied to other things, meaning if the team feels confident in what they're doing, if they feel comfortable and they like what they're doing, then the energy kind of rises. And tonight, it looked like a team that liked what they were doing. They liked the rotation. They liked the spacing that the these lineups had. And so the energy and effort, just especially on the offensive end, was a lot better. A couple other notes. Jamal Murray, I thought in this game, he uh, – he had an okay game. He, again, 15 or 16 minutes, I believe, 16 and a half minutes. I think that's perfect for him. He's going to have nights where he's feeling it, that he's going to play 20, 22, 23 minutes. Um, but nights like tonight where he wasn't really didn't really have it going, I'm glad he got the run that he did, and I thought 15 and a half minutes is perfect. He will develop with that many minutes, um, but it doesn't sacrifice winning. And tonight he wasn't the guy. Gary Harris clearly was, and so he got those minutes at shooting guard. I think one thing that's a little bit of a trend with Jamal Murray, he's a very good pick-and-roll passer. I don't know that he's a very good passer just on, like, scrambled possessions. Um, he tends to be a little bit more tunnel-visioned, at least at this point. It's not something that I think is going to stick with him his whole career, but at least at this point, I think he uh, he tends to kind of get in shoot mode when he's on drives and, and a little bit of tunnel vision and misses guys that are wide open. He had a couple tonight where... Wide open pass into the basket, but he just didn't see it because he was so focused on scoring. And that's a trait that's common for a lot of guys that are scorers. And you don't want him to be less aggressive. You want him to always be thinking score. And I think over time he'll kind of pick his head up a little bit more and start to notice some of these guys. Um, you know, it's not a big deal. It's not like he's selfish or anything like that, but just a, a few drop-offs that I think he, he didn't see and hasn't seen all year. The team had eight guys in double figures. I mean, that's just incredible. Uh, that's the kind of team this Nuggets team is. And I don't want, you know, I never want to give credit to one guy. Um, but I just think that having Nikola Jokic out there with four, basically four perimeter players in Gallo, Wilson, Gary Harris, and Emmanuel Moutier. And even when Freed goes into the game, Freed doesn't touch the ball. Like when Freed goes in with that lineup, he's just he's basically just a screener and a rebounder and sometimes a roll to the rim guy, but he doesn't touch the ball. And it's perfect. It works out perfectly because then you got those other four guys 
that are just doing a great job of sharing the ball, moving it, getting it, trying to find the open guy and creating open shots. And the result of that is eight guys in double figures, Nuggets scoring 132 points, and them having a pretty good assist uh, total on, on the night. Really, impro- really impressive game, really promising game. I, I, this, I've been following this team for too long to say they've turned the corner or anything like that. We've got to see this consistently for three or four games. But it is the first time that I felt like Malone and the team started to see glimpses of what this team really is. All year I've been saying there's a good team in this roster. The Nuggets just haven't found it yet. You know, when things are going bad, I, I to be honest with you, I kind of lost hope that they would find it. I, I, 25 games into the season, they hadn't really put together combination lineup rotations and combinations that I thought made sense. Tonight they did, and... You know, Jokic getting in foul trouble hurt. I think they win by 25 if he doesn't. But uh, at least it, it gave me a lot of hope that, hey, maybe they're onto something. Maybe they finally see that this is actually what works. And um, there's still a ways to go. But, uh, you know, I think they do need to find minutes for Nurkic um, somewhere in there. But uh, ultimately, I thought this was a very, very encouraging game from the Denver Nuggets. And I ho- and a lot of fun. This was maybe the most fun game of the year, man. Uh, some of the play, there was a lot of highlight plays in this one. Wilson Chandler's dunk off of a beautiful Emmanuel Moutier feed. Um, that might, might not even be a top four or five highlight of the game. Very fun game, very encouraging, and uh, it's going to be an exciting couple of games here for the Nuggets. Next up is the New York Knicks. Chris Tapps Porzingis, the, the unicorn as they call him, the big with a really crazy skill set that gets all of the attention, gets to go up against Jokic, who in my opinion, has is equally as unique in his skill set and gets much less attention. So I'm excited. That's one of the games I had circled on the calendar because as much as, it is, I don't think it'll be a one-on-one battle, it'll just be interesting to see those two guys and, and who, has, who gets the edge on the other uh, this time. So thanks for listening, guys. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Uh, got a, The Locked On NBA podcast got a chance to talk to a, a scout about the Nuggets offense and about Jamal Murray. And some interesting stuff I want to share with you on tomorrow's show. So check it out. Be sure to subscribe, guys. And we'll see you next time. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.